welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Savior. Amen. Nobody like Him. And uh, it's exciting to be able to stand here and worship and, and praise Him. Amen. With you all today. This morning about, oh, I forget how late it was, early morning. I was curiosity got me and I was watching this uh, event, this spiritual event going on in Asbury down in Kentucky. They just happened to have a four cameras set up so you could see here and see what was going on. And then uh, another somebody was interviewing people in line they were standing in line like two and a half hours long you know why are you here what are you wanting to get you know those kind of questions and uh, I think a lot of people just wanted something they'd been Christians for a long time and they wanted something something that they hadn't felt before they were going there to see if if they could feel what they were looking at I was thinking to myself, really, that's the way the church should be every day. But, you know, the cares of life just have their way of kind of bringing us to a situation to where we just kind of come and go because we know that's what we're supposed to do. It's what the students down there did every day. But there was something that happened that caused them to transition in the way they were thinking. And I think today it would behoove you and I very much so if we would just purpose within our heart that this is what we want every day. Amen. You know, God's always reaching for people, right? How many is glad you know the fact that God loves you and God's reaching for you? Praise God. Amen. And he shows his love. Amen. Abroad. So today, this morning, John 3.16, you see it in sports stadiums. You see it on people's cars. You hear people quote it. You hear people, you know, just very, I mean, that's probably one of the most popular scriptures that people are acquainted with. Even people that don't know the Lord, they will see it. And also John 15, 13. John 3, 16 simply says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Lord God, we thank you once again, amen, for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. We thank you for this opportunity today to come together in this house of worship to lift you up, give you honor, give you glory, amen, and worship you, knowing, Lord, that your love, amen, will descend upon us and touch our lives. No matter what we're going through today, God, let us feel your love, amen, let us feel your strength, let us feel your power operating in our lives, in Jesus' wonderful name, everybody say amen. God bless you, you may be seated. God so loved the world that he gave. Do we have that kind of love? Do we love so greatly that we can look beyond people's faults, as the song says, and we see their needs? Do we have that kind of love that we can give? Do we have the kind of love that the scripture talks about, that we can lay our life down for our friends. Because seriously, this morning, love, we look at love and everybody says, well, that's just kind of a, a term of endearment or it's kind of a, a charismatic term. Everybody talks about love. No, love is, a very, is the very foundation, amen, that sets us on the right track. For God so loved the world. That meant that he loved you and I so much that he gave himself. That he went to the cross. This is the secret love. To give. To share. And can I say it this way? To give and to share not expecting anything back. Amen. Sometimes it's not reciprocal. Sometimes you can, live, you can love unconditionally, but receive none back. But I believe that the Lord, He loved the whole world. Does everybody in the world love Him back? No, only those, only those, amen, that will be moved by that great love, that will change their life and love Him back, amen. But there's a lot of people that He gave this love to, but He receives none back from Him. Think about it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need to love. We need to love so much that we'll give that love. We'll give our, of our life, if, if, if need be, to share. Amen. Why? So somebody else might benefit. How do they benefit? Well, I'll tell you how they benefit. We live in a world where there's a lot of people that, 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 that suffer greatly in many different ways. So how, 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 to, how, how can you help them? Well, if you love them, love will lift a lot of people up. When nothing else, when you, when they know you love them, no matter what they're going through, it brings some hope and some understanding that there's people that care about me. 
And so they love. Everybody say love. They love a secret love to give, to share. Amen. So others may benefit. And, and so we read the scripture here. Jesus Christ, as the Bible says, the begotten Son was given to the world to share His mercy and His grace to all. Mercy and grace. I don't know about you, amen, but mercy, I need a lot of mercy. Amen, I need a lot of grace. I need a lot of unmerited favor. I need God to move in my life. I need God to look at me and, and, and still see that there's value in me. Amen, I need God to show me every now and then how much He loves Him. Amen, and I need God to show Him, amen, I love Him. But I need his mercy every day. Surely goodness and mercy, the psalmist said, shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. Think about it today. We need God's mercy. We need God's grace. Oh, is that important, Pastor? Yes. It's important for us. Why? Because we need him to show us what mercy and grace is all about. Why? So we can share what he shared with us to this lost and dying world, to our friends, our family, our schoolmates, our work associates. Grace and mercy he gave. Amen. He delivered. Everybody say God delivered. God delivered his love, amen, through, amen, Jesus Christ. It wasn't enough for God to speak from heaven and just shout out to all of us and say, Hey world, I love you. How many knows that sometimes, you know, sometimes we're good at this, right? We're good at this, men, amen, women, I'm not going to pick on you today. But, you know, sometimes your wife might say, hey, you know, you're getting ready to leave, and they'll say, I love you. And you'll say, hey, love you too. You know, hey, honey, I'll see you later. I love you. You walk out the door and say, ditto. Now, sometimes I, I look at that, it's just, it's, it's just you know, it's not really, you're, you're just kind of communicating. You're not really, there's not, this, there's not this feeling along with that. Because usually when people operate that way and there's really love, it's not love on the, on the way out. It's usually coming through the kitchen or whatever after a cup of coffee, they're getting ready to leave and it's, I love you. A little bit more sign of affection, uh, amen, to put a little exclamation mark on the words, I love you. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. That's why it's so important when God shows up, He doesn't just shout it out from heaven, I, I love you. No, because when we start worshiping and we start praising God, we start showing Him love. He comes down in the midst of that, amen, and He loves on us. He wraps his arms around us. We feel his presence. We feel his grace. We feel his mercy right in the midst of that moment. He comes down and shows us what love is all about and mercy and grace. 
He loved the world so much that he gave. Amen. Folks, love is more than just word that you say. A lot of people said that just a few days ago on, on Valentine's Day. Right? A lot of people said, I love you. Or, or they got a card. You know, they might have not been able to say, I love you. Maybe some issues were going on. And, but they still wanted to kind of show a little bit of love or whatever. And so they get a card and they, they sign it. And they go through the card. And they read the card. And they'll underline some stuff. And, and then they'll sign their name at the bottom. And put their gift card in it. Or, or, or money or whatever. You know, whatever it is. And you put it in there, and uh, you put the envelope in there, and you give it to your, you lay it where your wife knows she's going to get it. Right? Amen. And you think that, okay, I am, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm, I'm showing her how much I, 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 I love her. We'll try to find that perfect card. But in reality, it's not just about the card. It's about the action behind the card. It's about the action. It's not just about the word love. Amen. It's not just about delivering a a, a word out there of love. But God delivered love. His delivered love. Amen. Came by way of a crucified cross. Amen. A Christ on a cross dying for what? Our sin. What can wash away my sin, the song says. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So it was the blood that was shed on Golgotha's hill that covers a multitude of sin. And that blood being shed, a man shouts out, I love you so much, I gave my life so that you might have hope. And freedom. Love shows action. Amen. Everybody say action. So when Jesus walked on the earth, if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're very good about telling the the story of the life of Christ. Amen. And if you don't read your Bible much, I think you would enjoy Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John just sitting down and begin to read through it because it'll tell you about his uh, life from the beginning until uh, he was crucified on the cross at 33 and a half years of age. Amen. But Jesus walking on this earth, the one thing he wanted to show his disciples is how to share your love. How to share your love. Once again, hear me now. Love, amen, to be effective is an action. And so Jesus showed his love, how? By opening the eyes of the blind. I think think that'd be pretty good, right? Amen. He showed his love by healing the lepers or causing the dumb to talk. He showed his love by raising the dead. Amen. What a great God. What a great King. What a great Lord. 
Amen. Willing to show his love and showing that love. And then put it this way, folks. As he, bit, as he, as he lived here and, and as, as they would say things like, uh, well, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't he the carpenter's son? Don't we have his brothers and his sisters with us? Who is this guy? Who does he think he is? At the end of it all, after his ministry uh, for three and a half years, what did he do? Exclamation mark. Uh, amen. On Calvary, uh, dying, shedding his blood to cover our sins. Because it wasn't just about miracles. It was about salvation. You can get a miracle and not be saved. But we all need a Savior that has the power and authority uh, to change our lives, uh, to set us free, uh, amen, to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's Him sharing His love. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen, I can watch the miracles and not be saved. I can rejoice because somebody got healed and not be saved. I still have to go to the place called Calvary. I still have to kneel down. I still need to repent of my sins. I still need to be buried in His name. I still need to be filled with His Spirit. Because what greater love will you have in your life lest they, lest they lay their life down for a friend? And I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ laid his life down for you and for me and for this entire world. To whomsoever will can come and drink of the rivers of life freely. If you believe that this morning, clap your hands. Praise God. His love gave the disciples power over all the forces of the devil. Right? Amen. He did. You see, we got to understand today, you know, we use this scripture often, but we need to really tap it, drill it deep into our soul. You know, when we say things like, you know, that there's nothing, nobody like our God. Right? Greater things than these shall you do. Right? I mean, we ought, to, we ought to realize that greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. When you have the name of Jesus, there's not a demon in hell, amen, that can, that can uh, 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 you know, go through that name, amen, that penetrate that name. There is no demon in hell, amen, that can stand against the name of Jesus. Why? Because it tells us in his word that the demons even tremble when you use the name of Jesus. Christ gave us an example Amen. that we ought to love one another. Now this, this can be seen when you read John 13 and, and you go read John 13 and you read verses 34, 35. Amen. Notice what? It says, as Christ loved us, we are to love one another. Now that's not an option. As Christ loved us, we are to love one another. It's not if you want to, it's not if you like, it's not like, well, I understand, they can be pretty difficult. No. He said, he said, I want you to love as I love you. As I love you, I want you to love one another. 
Understand, we are not disciples of Christ just because we build a church. Or we build a huge temple, or you know, we you know have a school or we have a gym. No, we are we are not disciples of Christ because of this. We're not disciples of Christ because we got maybe large sums of money. Don't matter money. You can have all the money in the world and lose your soul. In fact, the Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Money's not wrong. But it influences a lot of people on how they live their life. You got money, you need, to, you need to make sure that you keep the Lord front and center in your life so that you can stay balanced. We're not disciples of Christ because we, 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 choose, we, we live holy or we, we, we walk a, you know, in a holy manner before God. No, we are disciples of Christ. Why? Because we love one another. There's a lot of stuff you can do in the Christian world and not have love. A lot of things we can do and not have love. But if you don't have it, you're just like a tinkling cymbal. It's like my chimes out in front of my house. Ding, 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 ding. I'm wanting to go out and just rip them down, throw them away. My wife won't let me. Think about it. As Christ loved us, we are to love one another. It's not about what you think. It's about what he thinks. It's not about whether you're going to love somebody or not. It's not, does God love them? Well, the answer to that is yes. So if God loves them, then I need to show forth that same love. Jesus shared, turn to your neighbor and say, he shared his love. And, 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 and likewise, we are to share our love to our neighbors. How many loves your neighbor? Oh, I'm not getting too many hands. Love your neighbor. How many's ever had difficult neighbors? Yeah? Right? the coop love was out the door I left I left love about a mile down the road yeah these two young boys had this little pickup truck and I was going down the road and they were flicking their lights and stuff like this I had another car in front of me and so I'm like what what's wrong with you you know I checked my tire pressure to make sure I didn't have getting a flat tire or something and so all of a sudden I turned and they turned behind me and then, I, and then they were right on my bumper. And so when I come up to this one road that goes like this, I swerved and I hit my brakes, man. And I was fixing to get out of the car and whoop me a couple young boys. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. Well, they thought better, and they kind of went around me, beeped a horn a little bit, and went on. Well, I just got in behind them. Like I said, love went out the window. Love was gone. Love was not present. Love was far away from me at that moment. I was angry. I was upset that these kids, someday are going to go home to a mom, maybe not go home to a mom and dad because of the way that they drive. Amen. That's at that moment in time, amen, that they, I didn't get, I wouldn't ride on them, but they went on a road 
that I know very well. And uh, so I just went on and I left alone. And then, and then after I got to thinking for a minute and got to thinking, you know, hey, that was kind of stupid. You're almost 63 years of age. You shouldn't get upset like that. And normally I don't. Now, I, I don't get that upset. Amen. All of a sudden, love kind of found its way back in the car. And, uh, you know, we just kind of had a little discussion and conversation that, that that's not a good thing to do. Right? Amen. I don't know what those boys were going through, but they sure weren't saying that night. You know, they weren't, they, weren't, they weren't in the right frame of mind. But I don't know. I don't know what could go on later on. I'm like, man, you know, those are somebody's kids. They could, something bad could happen to them later on. Amen. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that would be a good way, amen, to approach this. So, amen, I left it alone. Everybody say, thank the Lord. He left it alone. I wanted to stop by and share a little love. A little fatherly love that my dad would have shared to me. He would have showed me love. How many knows what I'm talking about? My dad would have showed me love. He would have showed me all about love. You know, don't you love it when they say, this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. And because he gave, he put something in us to in turn give. Give. So let me stop and tell you, you are not so far gone or so far out there somewhere where you feel like, ah, God's not in my realm, God's not close by. No, you're not so far out there that God can't reach you where you're at and touch your life and change you. Why? Because that's why he came for That's why he went to the cross for That's why he died for Because he knows that the sin in the world can get a hold of us and entrap us. And our only hope is through his love. See, when he walked this earth, he showed enduring love. He endured hunger. Why? That we might be fed. He endured the shame and the beatings for our sake. Let me say it again. He went to the cross to take our place. Hello? He endured the crown of thorns. He endured the nails in his hands. He endured the stripes on his back. Hebrews 12, 2 tells us he endured the cross, despising the shame. And we, you, I, are to endure all things for his sake. He didn't have to do it, but he did. See, you and I, we need to have the enduring love of Christ. We need to endure the trials and the persecutions. Well, Pastor, you don't understand everything I'm going through. Amen. I'm going to tell you what the teacher told my little grandson not too long ago. said, suck it up, buttercup. Sometimes we get too soft when we go through things of life. Amen. But the, but the Lord just simply says, look, you're going to endure some things. 
You're going to endure trials. You're going to endure persecutions. You're going to endure shame. You're going to endure ridicule. Amen. When you live for God, you're going to have people that's going to point the finger at you. And they're going to say, ah, you're weak. You're this. You're that. You're something else. No. It takes a real person to live for God. How many believes that this morning? Amen. It takes a real person to live for God. You need to be able to stand up against that stuff and let them know right away, no matter what you think about me, amen, I think about him. Amen. I know what he's doing in my life. I know how he's changed me. I know how he set me free. I know what he's done for me. I know what he's done for me. And I know what he can do for you. So I'm not going to bow down with the trials and the persecution. I'm going to endure them. I'm going to walk through them. Because he is with me. In fact, Paul told Timothy to endure afflictions. Endure afflictions. I think everybody has this thing about, about, about this relationship with Jesus Christ. That once, once I am filled with his spirit, then I don't, I, you know, I'm free from all this stuff. I am untouchable. No, that's not true. It's not true. No, he just says, endure it. I'll give you grace. I'll give you strength. I will undergird you. I will walk with you. Amen. I'll be there with you. Right? Amen. Sometimes we, we don't understand, but it's the pain that helps us grow. Right? It's the pain. It's the struggle. We grow in the struggle. We grow. Amen. Amen. During that time when we're fighting the fight of life. Amen. We're, we're, we're just, God just begins to do things in our life. Amen. And God begins to do it. But Paul said, Timothy, endure afflictions. You, we need to understand that the Lord endured more than we will ever experience. I'll tell you, the crown of thorns would have done a sin. The prick of those thorns in, our, in the brow of our head, and our, I mean, that would have done us in, right? The plucking of the beard, that, I think that would, have, that would have done us in, right? Let me ask you, could you have taken the scourge? Could you have taken the cat of nine tails? Little pieces of bone or metal at the end that when he wrapped that onto your back and flicked it, it would just rip the skin open. Don't ever think that you that you've done that you kind of endured more than what he endured, because we will never endure what he endured. He endured the the sorrow. He endured the heartbreak of Jerusalem not receiving him. He endured the pain, the agony. He endured it all. And finally, he endured death. All for us. That we might obtain salvation and freedom from the bondage and the sin that cling to us. Jesus tells us in Matthew 10, 22 that we will be hated of all men for his namesake. But if we endure to the end, he said, we shall be saved. Don't quit now. Don't bow out now. Don't, don't, don't walk away from God now. 
Come on, this is not the day and time to quit going to church. It's the day and time that you find yourself going more and more. It's not the time to quit praying. It's the time to pray more. Not time to quit reading the Word of God. It's time to read it more. Why? Because if you're aware of the signs of the times and what's going on around us, you'll understand that they are revealing to us that His coming is closer than what we ever could imagine. And the only way we're going to survive that or the only way we're going to get through that is if we have Him. Hear the preacher this morning. Suck it up, buttercup. We got to get tough. Because the day's going to come when many will not be able to hold on. Many will lose their grip. Many will falter. Many will fail. But only those that are determined to endure are going to be saved. Brother Bobby, that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. You got to be determined in your mind. Be determined. Everybody say, I'm determined. Endure all things. Hold on to the enduring love of Jesus Christ. Be faithful at it. Jesus Christ was faithful. He walked. He showed his faithfulness of love. He was faithful unto death, even to the death of the cross. He was faithful in his service. He was faithful in his cause for salvation to everybody. So you and I today, we need to demonstrate our faithful love. We should be faithful to the house of God. Every, every seat in this place needs to be filled with a body. Do we believe that today? If you believe that, clap your hands and praise Him. Every empty seat needs to be filled with a body, with a human Amen. Why? Because we need to be faithful to the house of God. We need to be faithful in our giving of the Lord. We need to be faithful in our praise and our worship. We need to be faithful to the Word of God. We've got to be faithful to our families because if we can't be faithful to our families, how in the world are we going to be faithful to anybody else? we remain faithful in this life Jesus said Luke 19 we will rule over cities actually he says we'll rule over 10 cities huh Revelation 2nd chapter verse 10 says if we remain faithful unto death we shall receive a crown of life see this is something when you live for the Lord you're, it, you, and, and you live for the Lord with purpose you understand that one of these days Amen. You're going to go to be with Him. You're going to receive a crown of life. Amen. Understand it. Have a faithful, faithful, be faithful in your love. Be faithful in your love and faithful to those around you and faithful all the way till death. I was thinking yesterday when, when uh, they came out with the news that President Carter was being moved to hospice at his home. Family had talked about it. And I heard he was 90, they told his age, 98 years of age. I'm thinking, man, that's pretty good. Not too many people make it to 98 years of age. Must be all those peanuts he ate. 
I'm going back now. I just, I just went over the younger people's head. And they even, they even had, was it the Billy Beer? His, his younger brother had that, you know, whatever that they put out. I remember we, went, we was going down through there. We went to the peanut farm and went through all that kind of stuff. 98, 98. But hear me today when I tell you this. They said up until just recently, just recently, he was still teaching Sunday school class. So older folks, let me tell you something right now. I thought about that. And I said, you know what? Sometimes we, you know, we, we got people that's a, you know, you know, I mean, every, every now and then. I mean, just, now I'm going to have fun just a minute, okay? Oh, pastor. Oh, man. I just need a break. I just need a break, man. I just need time out. I, I need, man, I just, I'm just, I just, you know, man. I just need a break. How many ever heard people talk like that? I, I just need a break. Well, hear me. Hear me when I say that. That chair needs to be fixed. Hear me when I say this. Should we take a break from the kingdom? Should we sideline sideline our love for the things of God just because we're burnt out? Folks, I've been in ministry 42 years. I can tell you this right now, almost 43. I can tell you this right now. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been a lot of times I would have liked to went and take another job. I had chances. I could have went. But when it finally came down to being settled, I wasn't called to do that. This is what I was called to do. So no matter how burnt out I was and no matter how bad I felt and no, no matter how, how much was going on in my life, I would still walk up to the pulpit and I would open the Word of God. I would preach the Word of God. I would pray before I got up here. I said, God, you know how I feel. You know what's going on in my life right now. I need your grace, your mercy, your help, your anointing. We're always not going to feel like an elder. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You're not always going to walk into that Sunday school classroom with the anointing on you. You're not going to always walk up there on the platform with the anointing on you. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't like to do that. So somewhere between there and here, I'm having a conversation with God. And I'm saying, God, amen. You are the chief shepherd. I'm the under shepherd. These are the sheep. And you got to help me say something to somebody, amen, that they will receive something tonight, amen, that, will, that they'll take with them and they'll go home with. And sometimes you can, you can preach a word of God, you can sing, you can have a smile on your face, but inside you're dying because of things that are going on in your life. But he said, endure, endure, endure. And if you will endure to the end, the same shall be saved. We don't know sickness, heartache, pain, family issues, uh, whatever it might be, you need to realize none of them are worth walking away from the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Jesus walked this earth, he showed forgiving love. When he was on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even at the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. In his dying hour, the two thieves on each side, one was railing and this, if you be the Son of God, da, da, da. the other one said, forgive me. I deserve what I've got coming. And Jesus said, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. We deserve, folks, what we got. Our sentence, we deserve it. We deserve it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. But Jesus said, if you repent of your sins, I will forgive you. If you'll go down in my name, I will wash them away. And once your temple, once your house has been cleansed, I will fill you with my spirit. Folks, don't take that lightly because I'm telling you, that is the ticket out of here. Amen. It is the ticket out of here. Being born again is the way that you're going to escape what's coming upon this world. Understand, amen, be glad for his forgiving love. Be glad that he loved you so much that he died for you. That he forgave you. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Amen. I need to demonstrate. Amen. We need to demonstrate this forgiving love today. You know, Peter was admonished by Jesus to forgive his brother 70 times 7 in Matthew 18. <laughs> Amen. That's a lot of times. What, 490, something like that? Yeah. Well, if the Lord, if they, you know, slap you, you know, whatever. You know. How about, what do we do, forgive them once? How about 70 times 7? Huh? By that time, they'll knock my brains out. Just proving a point. You have to have forgiving love. Forgiving love. It's important. Amen. He was a forgiver. When he walked on this earth, he showed us saving love, Brother Bobby, saving love. Everybody say saving love. Because while on the cross, Jesus saved that thief who cried out for mercy. Have mercy on me. In his earthly ministry, he forgave and he saved others. His willingness to die on the cross was simply an act of saving love for the whole world. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Came and he healed. He proclaimed the gospel. Amen. And the kingdom of heaven. That's why you and I need to go from this building today and we need to share that saving love of God. Reach out with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, Peter preached the, uh, the, the, you know, on the day of Pentecost and he said, they said, men and brethren, what must we do? What shall we do? Amen. Why were they? Why were they? The Bible said when he preached the message, they were pricked in their hearts. 
Folks, that was the saving love that was reaching out to them saying, I'm forgiving you. I want you to be. And they were convicted and they, what must we do to be saved? Amen. So, so Jesus was not just went to the cross and it was all over. But he was setting up the church. He demonstrated How much do we want that kind of love in our life? How much? He has a saving love. He has a conquering love. He conquered more than people like Alexander the Great or any Caesar or, or Napoleon. Amen. But how did he do it? He did it through love. When he came, the people thought they were going to rebel against the the, the, the Roman Empire, they thought he was going to be their king, but he said, that's not what I came for. I didn't come to pick up a sword. I came to change a world. I came to change it through love. Everybody say love. Hey Amen. You got to do it. Hey Amen. And he'll help you. Conquering love. He'll give you, he'll, he'll let you conquer over the forces, no matter what the devil throws at you. I don't care how much that stuff he throws at you. You got to overcome it. So we got to get a hold of it today. We can overcome temptation. We can overcome the forces of Satan. Paul said in Romans 8, 37, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. More. He demonstrated. He demonstrated a love that was sustaining. The musicians have come. He bore our sins, sustaining. Think about that today. He was our burden bearer. He bore our sins on the cross. All things were sustained by Him. Psalms 55 tells us that we should cast all of our burdens on the Lord. Amen. He cares for us. He sustains us. He, won't suffer, never, he, he, he will never suffer us to fail or to fall. He will uplift us. He will support us. He will enlighten us with his sustaining love. I don't know how you feel this morning. I don't know how receptive this kind of preaching is on a Sunday morning. But I will tell you this. The love of Jesus Christ is in this place. I don't want to ever be in a situation where I'm saying like some in the Bible that he was present and they didn't know it. I don't ever want to be in a place where I come to a service and I don't feel the presence of the Lord and I'm questioning where is he at. What I want to do is come with a receptive heart and an open heart with all of my flaws, with all of my failures, with all those things, and open my heart up and say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm wounded. I've got issues. I've got I failed. I've got problems. But Lord, I'm coming to the one, the only one that I know that can fix it. The only one that I know that can set it right. The only one that I know that can help me with my life and help me change it. The only one that I know that can give me the peace that nobody else can give me. So as we stand this morning, let me ask you as we close this service and open these altars.
Do you feel the love of Jesus Christ in your heart today? Do you want to taste and see that the Lord is good? Would you like to connect with Him this morning in a way that His mercy and His grace will blanket you and His love will bring you close? I open these altars right now. Invite you to come. Young and old. Amen. No matter what your spiritual status is. I want you to come and just for a moment and even if it's at your pew just kind of sit there or bow your head kneel down whatever it might be and just call on the name of the Lord that's it come on these altars are open come on around let's, let's, let's pray that the power of God would move in our lives and empower us to leave here different than the way we came in Jesus name Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's it. Cry out to him. Speak out to him.